Hello and welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight. As you have noticed, I'm not Max Mosher. Uh, we have a couple uh, of guests tonight. Number one is our fellow Infinity Bro, Robbie. How are you doing, Robbie? I'm doing great. Having a great weekend. Uh, spent a little bit of time outside and then watched movies the rest of the day. It's been fantastic. Yeah, outside, and it was hot outside. It was today. very I'm hot. Assuming it was hot out there in St. Cloud too. A little. It was like almost to the point where I was a little too warm and wanting to go inside. But I was like, you know what? This is the first like hot. Well, I guess yesterday was hot too, but it was like one of the first hot, hot days that we've had. So I was like, you know what? I should I should live it up a little bit. I got my mowing done. That's all that mattered. Ooh, there you go. Nice, nice work. All right, and then our our very special second guest is uh, someone who is near and dear to us as the Infinity Bros. It is our dear friend, Reform Jedi. Hey, Jedi, how are you doing today? Hello there. I'm well. How are you? <laughs> General Kenobi. The only proper response. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Reform Jedi is a streamer on Twitch. Um, he used to be part of a podcast that we got to be pretty good friends with. And I mean, it just uh, turned into a pretty cool online friendship. We have a lot of those kind of online friends these days. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been really cool watching uh, your channel just blow up over the last couple months. It's been amazing to see all the success that you've run into and it's well deserved because if you guys have not checked out reform jedi switch channel you need to go there uh jedi why don't you tell us a little bit about your twitch channel uh all right well uh normally i'm dressed a little differently uh on the channel uh usually in my full jedi garb we play a lot of uh, a lot of different things. Right now, I'm focusing on story, narratives, RPGs, uh, Star Wars. Of course, is the main theme of the channel. But uh, we dabble in all sorts of various things. Uh, we're family friendly uh, because I am a Christian. You can't get away from that in my channel. Uh, we we talk about things as they come up. But uh, you know, all success, anything that that has happened for me to me is all glory to God because I don't know what I'm doing any of the time. So <laughs> love that. Well, and that's that's incredible because I mean, you you mentioned that you're you're family friendly and that's due to your faith and and you were a part of a podcast that I previously mentioned uh, with reverence and awesomeness that we actually got to know you guys a little bit when you were doing that podcast. And and I, I noticed that you've been uploading them to your YouTube channel. And I am very thankful for that because re-listening to those is a treat. So uh, slowly but surely. Yes. Yeah. We had a maximum of seven episodes. So I'm, I'm piecing them together to throw them up. But yeah. So what are the chances that we get like a reunion like tour or something like that for with reverence and awesomeness? <laughs> I can't make any promises. However, the three of us will be in the same area uh, in a week and a half. So we Sounds might like a tease be able, right there. We might. We haven't discussed it. This is just me talking. Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, we might be able to get a reunion episode or something put together. Um, but Ooh, I haven't thought nice. that out at all. <laughs> Can I ask a question, Jedi? Of course. How often do you uh, wash your Jedi garb? Uh, well, as often as needed. Usually when I <laughs> spill something. 
but uh, th- there are times on on sweaty nights, you know, they they might need to, to be cleaned a little more regularly. But did you? I know you did. You do some VR stuff. Do you ever do it in your Jedi stuff, or do you I, do no, that? No, 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 no. That was casual <laughs> okay, Jedi VR say. Friday extravaganza. Oh, man. Because I would be dead. What's that lightsaber game? Is that on PS5? Oh, the Vader Beat Immortal. Saber? Depends. Uh, okay, Beat Saber I, is on everything VR. Beat Saber. But there's I also um, Beat Saber the, the, in uh, the Jedi Garb. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. There's, there's also uh, the Vader um, yeah, VR games. Yeah, Vader Immortal. Yeah, that looks awesome. Well, if, if we're asking questions, I might as well ask, uh, when did you realize that you were Force-sensitive? <laughs> Well, from an early age, really. You know, I've, I've always felt akin to the Force. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't really attain my uh, uh, Jedi-hood until much later in life. You know? I was were, far too old by the, standards, you know. You, did, you didn't attain the, the rank of Master until much later. Yes, That's right, yes, until all the other Jedi were dead. I'm like, hey, I can be a Master. So you know? do, you, do you know what your uh, mitochlorian, is that what it is? Mitochlorian. Mitochlorian uh, count was? It's over nine thousand. <laughs> it's over nine thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little, there we go. <laughs> little mix in there. Little mix. I want to know. I want to know what the name of your of your uh, ship is, though. Do you have a ship? Well, I don't have a ship, actually. Um, not not one specifically. I I fly whatever's needed. So I don't have the name of a ship. But my my handy dandy droid is named GG Five or GG for short. So, so out of all of the ships in Star Wars, what what's your favorite one, or or maybe the ones you get to fly? Favorite ships. So, uh, going back to some games here, uh, you know the Squadrons game that came out uh, earlier or later last year. Um, fantastic game. Some some really good ships in there. B wing is a lot harder to fly than I ever thought it could be. Um, I really like Maul's ship. Um, oh, that, that okay. Thing, I mean, it's Mandalorian, basically. It's a Mandalorian ship, um, but it's it's clean. It's nice. I like it a lot. I also like the Bad Batches ship. Um, they have a nice little ship that that's uh, really really kind of cool. Well, that's that's cool and all, but I actually was talking about ship ships, like like relationships. Oh, I don't ship any ships. No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> as Star Wars geeks. We have our own language, our own culture, and now our own devotional. Mm, Thy Geekdom Come is not your average devotional. It's made for geeks by geeks with the depth that geeks need in their fandoms and want in their faith. Thy Geekdom Come Volume 2 and a five-day free version is now available at geekdevo.com infinity. And stay tuned till the end because we're going to be giving away a copy of, uh, of this amazing devotional. Check it out. Go go ahead and scroll down. There's going to be a link down there that you guys can go check it out as well. Free five day version. You need to go check it out. It's really cool. How'd a, you guys like that transition? That was a Lovely. To, uh, <laughs> that was impressive. Max has been slacking on the transition, so I thought I'd pick up. Pick I mean, you kind of had to set that one up, so it wasn't very natural. But I mean, yeah, you did yeah, your best. yeah. But it, it came naturally because you asked the first question, and it just it just flowed. It just flowed. So. Well, uh, while we're asking questions, um, Jedi, we have a segment called the Infinity Gauntlet that you will be running, okay? So the Infinity Gauntlet is a segment that we put all of our guests through, and it's basically to get to know you a little better. Each Infinity Bro gets to take a stab at you, give you a question that may or may not be difficult to answer, and at the end of the gauntlet, we'll see if you passed, all right? All right. 
Better. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Infinity Gauntlet? Throw it down. Are you a heel or a baby face? If you could make any flavor cheese it, what would it be? Is it pronounced Grogu or Groku? If Keanu Reeves isn't in the movie, can it be star-studded? It's time for the Infinity Gauntlet, here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. All right, I'm going to give you uh, Infinity Bro Max's question first. So, Infinity Bro Max wants to know, what are the best and worst decisions George Lucas ever made while creating Star Wars? <laughs> oh, all right. Best and worst decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some big brain questions That here. is a big brain question, and I was not prepared. <laughs> um, so I, I almost want to say it's it's the one and the same, um, selling to Disney. But um, Oh, okay. Interesting. It, 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 no. Uh, well, hey, you know, Disney has the capital to do a lot of great things, but a lot of the things that they're doing, I don't really like the direction they're going in. So, uh, yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I think it's it's all in one. It's it's the best decision he made, but also the worst decision he made because he has no actual creative input to it, really. I mean, they'll take his notes, but a great decision on his wallet. Yes, four billion dollars. I mean, come on. It's a pretty easy decision I think a lot of us would make. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The the money decision also, like, I mean, you mentioned it. They're doing they have the potential to do so much, and a lot of the things they're doing are amazing. But at the same time, I mean, Lucas had some pretty darn good vision that has kind of lacked in the latest trilogy as as far as directing goes and stuff like that well, the um shifting you know around was a, it was different yeah yeah it was it they was needed a one tough. director for the whole thing that not not bouncing around they needed one 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 path through the entire trilogy instead of piecing things together like you were saying it's just you all wanted they all wanted to go in different directions to a degree and it just doesn't quite work that way mm-hmm. but yeah exactly. i will say i do like the the newer trilogy as it is it's what we've got so yes it's not what I wanted per se, but it it's what we have. So find the joy in it. Don't don't hate it because exactly. it's not what you want. Yeah. I think most of us at the Infinity Bros here too enjoyed it for what it was. Like we we still liked it. It's Star Wars. Like we love Star Wars. So we enjoyed it. But as far as, you know, if we're like ranking them and stuff like that, um, I know some of us really didn't like The Last Jedi. Some the Last of us, Jedi gets thrown you to know, the wolves a little bit. It, it kind of really does. Uh, but even so, I mean, you look at that movie and it's a, such a well-made movie, even if it like totally was going against the vision of J.J. Abrams in The Force Awakens. Like the be- movie is just beautiful. It's, it is. It's really, it's really very cool. Good moments I- I rewatched it actually a, a couple months ago, and I talked about it on stream a little bit because I was trying to take it scene by scene, not not the overall encompassing. Yes, we don't like the whole you know Rose and and Finn off on that planet. That whole kitten caboodle could be gone, and it would still be a good movie. Um, but taking it scene by scene, there are moments that are so emotional, like actually touching moments that really you have to you have to want to enjoy it to find those things i really actually do like the last jedi it's not perfect by any stretch but none of the movies are look at the original trilogy i mean honestly it's a great trilogy 
but there's some things that could definitely uh, be altered to make it better. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Absolutely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill, chill, chill. We don't want Just the Star Wars people to come Just out. Just fired. Just okay. <laughs> Oh, they're clone troopers. They're not hitting anyone. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you're totally right. Like, I mean... George Lucas, you know, for for all the flack that the prequels get, I mean, the vision in those prequels was incredible. Just how it was executed was it's it's a little up for debate, you know, as as to how how well it was executed. But I mean, the vision he had for those prequels was amazing. You really have to give it to him for the for the universe that he created through them. So, all right, that's that was great answer i mean you're the you're the expert when it comes to star wars as far as we're concerned so we're we're all on board with <laughs> in that this okay. small all triangle right. of people you're the expert <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh Let me break yeah. out my uh, encyclopedias <laughs> you have more oh, you man. have twice as many lightsabers as all of us <laughs> at least as once. all of us probably combined uh, all right, Robbie, why don't you go ahead and with your with your infinity yeah, six, six. gauntlet question. All right. No, 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 no. Yeah, Sorry, buddy. 15. Fif- oh. 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 oh, there it is. I just saw them. Yep. Okay, all right. That's, uh, <laughs> Camera's yeah, have, backwards. Sorry. It, you it have, you're good. You have 15 times more than I do, at least. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so my question is, you yep. have to combine the Star Wars universe with another fictional universe. What do you pick? And why? Ooh, ooh! All right, hold on, hold on. I've the main characters have to interact. Crossovers, crossovers. So Crossover let event. me let me ponder this a moment. Um, ooh, what about Mass Effect? What if the Mass ooh. Effect series combined? I mean, totally <clears throat> different, <clears throat> separate parts of the galaxy, universe, mm-hmm. and all that could still very well. I mean, we're early on well in, connect, in the Mass yeah. Effect. What's that? Could very well connect. It's, it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility that those could be connected. Star Wars but, does say um, a long, long time ago. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, why not Mass Effect? Or, you know, Indiana Jones is an easy answer, but that's besides... <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think Mass Effect connecting with Star Wars, bring bring some lightsabers into Mass Effect. That'd be fantastic. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> I think I mean a lot of people would probably go with the classic like Star Trek thing, have like a no, crossover. It's a, it's a same Past and future, no. sure, yeah, it's possible, but no. <laughs> all right, all right then. I was hoping less um, okay. planetary for my answer. To be honest, I was hoping it would less be something planetary? more. Yeah, something more. Like more Lord of the Rings or something, you know? Yeah, yeah more no. out there that has to connect. That would, that would be, be interesting. Just a wild connection. But that works. That would be crazy. That 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 world actually like works. Like they can Yeah, that totally works, that. I feel like. Totally makes sense. Okay, Final Fantasy 7. All right. Oh, Is that a gosh, better answer? That's a, oh. See, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. There we go. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, so I've got a question you for, for ugh, excuse me. I've got a question for you from Infinity Bro Jarrett. In this is branches out a little bit uh, from Star Wars, but it's still included, but in a battle royale of all of Alan Tudyk's movie character roles, who would win? So you've got a lot of options here. <laughs> you've got K2SO from Rogue One. You've got Sonny from iRobot. Watt from Knight's Tale. Wash from Firefly. And he's in a ton of like Pixar and Disney movies, so you could pull from, from there if you want to. But put those all in an arena, and they're battling it out. Who's winning? 
That's that's a tough question, and I've <laughs> seen most of the references that you're referring to, so that's helpful. But um, I mean, I love Wash. He's a fun character, but he's he's not good in a fight. He just yeah, we already know what happens to him. Um, granted, that's not technically a fight, but uh, let's see. Um, so it's basically between the iRobot character and K2SO. I only saw iRobot once, and I wasn't that interested, so I'm going to go with K2SO. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Picks the Star Wars answer. All right. It's kind of brute force I, for athleticism should have, should have when it comes to robots. Honestly, that is a really tough one, because a lot of Alan Tudyk's roles are, like, comedic roles. So they're, exactly. they're not like they're not, like, action roles, necessarily. So watching them battle it out would probably be a little painful, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the, the, the quips? The entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be a really funny uh, fight to it watch. It would be a funny sure. fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I'm all for it. <laughs> True. That's actually <laughs> where we go. We got a pitch for a movie here. That's that's pretty good. All right, we got we got one, one more for you, and this is from me. So, you're stranded on a desert island. You get to select three video game characters to help you survive and escape the island. Who do you pick? Yeah, all right. So I'm going to bring... Who am I going to bring? Luca from uh, Chrono Trigger, because she's savvy and can build probably a, uh, a speeder out of coconuts if needed. Um, <laughs> so Luca from Chrono Trigger. Uh, we've got... Actually, we'll just make it all Chrono Trigger. Luca, Frog, and Magus. That, there we go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Going putting Magus all and your Frog can battle back there. and forth, and, and the, 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 the uh, you know, tongue attacks, you know... Uh, biting each other, whatever it takes, you know, just for entertainment. You need some entertainment, yeah. Wow, there you go. I, I like that you're keeping it all contained. You're not, like, branching out, really, well, into, I mean, into I, the vast. That's, that's hard. You know, that's a hard question. It is. I'm looking at my top my top 30 games list here. So, I mean, we, we could throw in Link, maybe, but he's, he's just okay. Yeah, yeah, when you're talking you know, survival, yeah, I don't know. Survival? I mean, he would be useful if you're if you're if you've got like enemies on the island for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't find like some sort of flying character. That would make it much easier to get off the island. Well, yeah, that's true. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> who wants easy? Who wants easy? You know? Yeah, true, true. You oh. want to make it interesting. That's for sure. Do you want to be entertained or you or do you want to survive? You get you get a choice. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, thank you so much for indulging us, Jedi. You have successfully passed the Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, you were before, but now you're officially a part of the Infinity Bros universe. As I would say Infinity Bros extended universe. Yes, there we, there we yes. go. Uh, yeah. So because we we brought we brought Jedi on for a very special reason today, because we are talking all Star Wars, as you haven't if you haven't guessed already. Um, we have been watching The Bad Batch, and Jedi has as well, um, and we are going to be doing some reviews of, of the first four episodes of The Bad Batch. So uh, for those of you who don't know or have not listened to the Infinity Bros podcast before, uh, we do have a special rating system that we use. Uh, we rate things on a scale from zero to six Infinity Stones. So we're going to put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast... Everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. 
If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. We are also going to get into some spoilery things. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to save that for for a little bit later, but um, we're going to do some non spoiler stuff right away here. Um, so we're talking about The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch is a show spinoff of the Clone Wars uh, animated series that follows a squad of elite and experimental clones as they make their way through an ever changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. It premiered on May 4th, 2021, and is currently releasing weekly episodes on Disney+. Plus. Yesterday, uh, the 21st, yesterday's episode was the fourth of 16 slated episodes. So we are going to be uh, just doing a quick review of the first four episodes. We're not going to go episode by episode. We're going to just kind of like break it down a little bit and just talk about some of the, the main points through uh, all four episodes. But first of all, uh, what we want to know from you guys is... Um, coming into the bad batch, which honestly, did you, did you guys feel like this snuck up on you? Like when, when they announced that it was going to be releasing May 4th, I was like, whoa, that seems really soon. I feel like they just announced that. Well, yeah. Episode seven just came out or or, sorry. Um, season seven of the Clone Wars just came out last year. Didn't it? It was like 20, the summer of 2020, I think. Right. Yeah. And it just seems like so Disney, quick that they were just like Disney's for sure trying to the, fill in all the gaps. They don't. They want you to go from show to show. They went they WandaVision to Captain America Star Wars to Star material. Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are filling all the gaps. They want you to have a show every week to watch. I don't know what the next show is, but uh, Loki's coming out. Loki, uh, well, and this Loki. this is uh, sixteen episodes, so we're this is going to be stretching out for this uh, the summer basically. Um, and yeah, Loki comes out, I believe June 12th. And then later on down the road, I think we've got, um, Ms. Marvel. Uh, do we have any Star Wars? I think, uh, yeah, we've got a book of Boba Fett coming into December. Yes. Yes. Book of Boba Fett. We've also got, um, the visions, Star Wars visions, which I believe is coming out this fall. They might have adjusted it, but that was the Japanese anime inspired. Yeah, that's like the anime. That looked amazing. I'm really excited to look into that. That'll be, that'll be cool. I think I think those kind of shows are really fun because like we have no idea what to expect from them. So we don't have these wild, crazy expectations. So we just go into it like just all right, let's let's hear what you've got for us, Mm -hmm. Disney. And they have not. I don't think that to me, I don't think they've failed to deliver on pretty much anything they put out on Disney Plus at this point. Uh, Max would would beg to differ on WandaVision. I don't think anything's really wowed the people yet, but it's all been good yeah. content, I would say. Yeah. Like, it's all been yeah. watchable. It's not, I, so far, there's not been nothing that I've had to, like, turn off. Um, like, still watching Mighty Ducks, still enjoying that. I'm sure there's other little kid ones that I haven't watched, but I'm sure, you know, they're they're hitting all the gaps for ages and times. And... You haven't been keeping up on your Bluey and, and other, <sighs> other shows? Uh, Puppy Dog Pals oh. or anything like that? Oh, not. okay. Unfortunately, I'm just upset that they don't have the new DuckTales on Disney oh, Plus. You know, man, I don't want to oh. keep paying for it on Amazon. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, and they have a lot of the old stuff too. Like, I think they have the old version of the DuckTales on Disney Plus, right? All oh. the ch- uh, all the uh, movies and cartoons from my childhood are on Disney Plus. Yeah, I started watching Darkwing Duck again oh, a while yeah. back. Oh, that's such a good show. That's such a good show. 
and the old animated Spider-Man. Oof. Oh, so good. Okay, so back back to Bad Batch here. Uh, so basically, what I'm going to ask from you guys is, uh, what was your hype coming into this? I'm going to have you rate your hype um, coming into it, scale of 0 to 6, and then your rating through the four episodes that we've gotten so far. And maybe like a 60-second non-spoiler review of what you think so far of these four episodes. So, Rob, you, why don't you go ahead? All right. Uh, hype coming into it was probably like a three um, out of the three, out of the, out of the triangle that we've created here. Uh, I'm probably the, the, the least Star Wars fan, the smallest Star Wars fan. I don't know how to put that into words. Uh, I, 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 I didn't watch a whole lot of Clone Wars. Um, I've struggled to get through that. And so I knew this was coming out, and I knew that it was a fresh start. Um, so that was kind of, that was, that was exciting. I was excited. I can start where everyone else is starting and I'm not missing out. Um, so I've been excited about that. Um, and then my rating so far of the entire season as a whole, um, is a 4.5. Is that what you, I don't know if you wanted that. I forgot what your three questions were. Um, <laughs> and then just a quick, like your thoughts on the, on the first four episodes. So, so right now I'm sitting at a 4.5 on, on the show as a whole. I would say after the first the, after the first episode, I was at a six. The first episode was very very good. Yeah, that first episode was good. It was very good. Um, and then they've they've quickly already gone into uh, filler mode. It seems like um, episode two had a little more story to it, and then it's it's kind of been filler since then with uh, hints at what's going on in the bigger picture, um, and that's what brings my rating down slightly. But that's kind of the same thing we got with Clone Wars, where there's there's a very good story underneath everything, um, but there is going to be filler, filler, more filler, and then you'll get the story. Um, and that's something I, I'm, I'm enjoying. Like, the, the episodes are good, but y- you want to know what's going on in the bigger picture, I guess. But obviously then they would have, a, they would have struggle making a 16-episode season. So that's where <laughs> I'm at with, with uh, okay. The Bad Batch. All right. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you there, but I'm going to save that for my <laughs> my portion. Uh, Jedi, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what your rating was coming into it, your hype coming into it, your rating through four episodes, and just a quick uh, review of your first four, the first four episodes. Okay. So uh, coming into it is about a three. So I haven't loved all of the animated stuff that's been coming out, like uh, uh, Rebels. I liked a lot. I haven't watched every single episode of The Clone Wars, but close to it. I mainly focused on the Obi-Wan, Maul, and uh, Ahsoka-heavy plot lines in the Clone Wars. Which were the best parts of Clone Wars, so... Because you have filler there as well. Yes. Um, so, going into it at a three, I would say I'm, I'm probably at about a five. A five overall for the four episodes, and let me tell you why. So, the first episode, absolutely phenomenal. Agree with you, six on that. And once we get to the spoiler version, we can dive a little deeper as to why. Um, but overall, I'm still going to say a five. Yes, there's some filler aspects to it, but each of these episodes has connected to little pieces of the Clone Wars. So you've got lots of either settings, characters, themes, all relating to, and again, I don't want to dive too deeply in, but there's a, some good connections here with some of these, these characters. I mean, they're all technically kind of new characters. But um, some of these characters that that symbolize other relationships in other characters. So lots to look forward to and how they develop. Seeing some uh, characters we know from other uh, other series, 
pop in has been fantastic. Um, yes, there's filler moments. Not going dis to discount that whatsoever. That's how they make TV. But they leave you dangling with that, that you know, final scene to where, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, where you're gasping right. for air and waiting for the next one when it's really the next three when they actually answer that question that you have. But, yeah, no, totally uh, totally with a five right now. I, th I think it's very engaging, very entertaining. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out more. Right. All right. Uh, I think I'm right along the same lines as you, Jedi. Um, that first episode was bomb. I loved that first episode. Um, so coming into it, I think my hype was probably, I'd say it was probably around a four, four and a half maybe. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed the last season of Clone Wars. Um, best season by far in my opinion. And The Bad Batch was a really cool part of that season it was kind of odd i felt like when they announced that they were going to get a bad batch spinoff because they were a pretty minor arc in that season but at the same time they they do have a decent amount of depth especially with echo joining the team um in in episode or in season seven so it was i was pretty excited about it um and and again or season seven of the Clone Wars is fantastic. It's a six out of six for sure. Um, my rating through these four episodes is probably a five. I think I'm sitting right about the same as you. Um, it's been it's been really fantastic, and I think basically, Robbie, you you mentioned filler. I I would disagree that it's filler. It is very very slow burn moving. Basically, is what I would consider it so i think filler. there is a storyline <laughs> no no filler things is start to move slowly when a lot of things are happening it's, it's called filler, filler is in the mandalorian when they go to a planet that has nothing to do with the storyline and <laughs> they just completely go off topic you're, and do you're, something you're gonna attack else. the That's giant spider chase you mean yeah, yeah. giant yeah. spider yeah. chase exactly thank you jedi thank you when this season of Bad Batch is going to have ten filler episodes. Well, here's the thing, though. Look at those. <laughs> look at those filler episodes that you call. They are laying subtext and character development. It may not be big plot moments, there was but it is laying. These the, are brand new characters. Ice brand new characters. They have to fill. <laughs> what character those development is there in the subtext. Ice Spiders episode? Baby Yoda is scared of spiders. That's character <laughs> development. What do you want? As much There's as I've action. loved Mandalorian, there were there were. It wasn't even that many, and I still love those episodes. It was, a, it was like a 30 but there were episode some episodes where it was just like for dear life when you guys are all for the Clone Wars, which is like eighty percent okay. filler, twenty percent. And here's what I'll say: writing. here's here's what I'll say about the Clone Wars too. Um, the first two and a half seasons are basically all filler. They're basic. They had no idea tried, what direction. I have tried to get through them. I can't. If you get through those two and a half, three seasons. The rest of the show is very good. It's it's much, much better than the first half of the show um, because they actually have a direction. Those first ones and and with the, the chronological, oh yes. chronological order being just like totally whack and messed up is it's very off putting the the first part of Clone Wars. But Rebels was fantastic. Rebels, I really know I, Rebels. It's it's really good. And. I totally agree with you, Jedi, that they're doing an amazing job at sprinkling in um, just characters, moments, 
like little Easter eggs from a lot of other Star Wars content, well, and, and we'll and, we'll get into and that. So far, I'm like I know some of the things they sprinkled in. I know those characters. I don't know the depths of those characters. I guess. Um, but I do enjoy them. That's why, like, we're not too far off. We're I'm at a four point right. five probably because I haven't watched as much Clone Wars as both of you. Um, but but here I am attacking filler, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z. So I really I really have <laughs> no right. to You have no filler. room to talk. I should not attack filler, but I'm just attacking Isaac because oh, he didn't man. like this this ice spider episode of Mandalorian. I still liked it. It just yeah. was, an, it was oh, an absolute, like if you're defining a filler episode, that was what the definition of a filler episode. Lend is. me your energy. Six episodes later. Lend me your energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was still enjoyable. Like I didn't, I didn't hate it. It just, it just was, it was a filler episode. But anyways, yep. it's, I will agree with you, Robbie. It's, it's slow moving so far. They are definitely, focusing on building character and we'll get into the characters I, in a bit and here, i but. love learning about all the the bad batch so i do enjoy it i just i know right. that it, it, it's tougher when you know something is filler you know as a kid like watching dragon ball z i didn't know this was filler i was just enjoying dragon ball z it's my characters it's who i love as an adult i'm like this is filler get me to the freaking episodes i care about <laughs> i think that's my issue right now yeah i'm an adult yeah. watching a children's show <laughs> true true good point <laughs> okay so here's where we'll, we'll get into it if you have not watched any of these episodes and you don't want to be spoiled uh definitely skip ahead to our hot and snot and and we'll get you guys settled out uh we're gonna be diving into everything that's happened in the first four episodes of the bad batch this is prepare yourself at infinity bros prepare yourself spoiler I have notes, lots and lots of notes. Oh my goodness, he's got uh, he's got pages of oh notes my. there. This is going to be incredible. <laughs> I love this. All right, so bad batch guys. Um, Clone Force ninety nine. So we have this we have this ragtag group of basically defective clones that have like special abilities. Um, so I'm just going to list off the um, characters that we have into it here. We've got Hunter who has enhanced tracking ability. We've got Tech who obviously is good with technology. Uh, we've got Wrecker who is gigantic and massive and loves to blow things up. We've got Crosshair who is basically the deadshot sniper of the team. And I think, think that's it as far as the original members um but then we have echo who joined in episode or i keep saying episode season seven of clone wars um and if you guys remember if you have not seen the clone wars he is a clone who was you know captured and tortured and experimented on and he basically is still a regular clone, but he's got like a drill for an arm and some enhanced stuff from the experimentation that they did on him. And he just joined the team at the end of at the end of this season. And now we've got a a new character who is introduced in episode one called Omega, who we're still learning about. Um, she is apparently a clone and we don't really know fully what her what her power is but these these guys all form this this group and we'll talk about crosshair a little bit later he ends up he ends up leaving and and they're basically battling it out at this point but what do you guys 
thoughts on this team, first of all? And and Robbie, you said you haven't watched all of Clone Wars. Did you watch uh, season seven of Clone Wars? I'm I'm making my way through season seven of Clone Wars. I'm okay. watching that gotcha. kind of at the same time watching Bad Batch, which okay. makes zero sense. I know. But that's what <laughs> so I'm what doing. is your what's your first impressions of uh, the Bad Batch then? Uh, I, I was confused while while watching season seven of uh, the Clone Wars, where I was like, why are we following these people around? Um, so that was kind of off-putting at first, um, but I've been enjoying them, um, and then getting to know them a little more while watching The Bad Batch has actually been very enjoyable. Um, and then just watching... Uh, my favorite parts so far have been their interactions with other clones, because I think that's hilarious. I, I've always wondered that. Yes. As like a deeper <laughs> Star Wars great. mythos, like, how do other clones interact with other clones? And then you get to see these <laughs> these uh, manipulated clones or, or genetically mutated clones who get to see all these other clones. I don't know. It's very entertaining, Regs, I think. normal clones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's entertaining to watch. And, and that's kind of the... I've been really enjoying that. Um, but then to see all their different abilities and everything. And, and, and I love Wrecker. Wrecker has the heart of mm-hmm. gold, but he just wants to destroy <laughs> stuff. Just wants to blow stuff up. Right. Man. He makes Come Omega on. that little room, though. It's like, he's, he's adorable. Oh, my gosh. Wants, that's that's he's such just... A lover. Oh. He's a good guy. That was, that was one of those moments, like, as a dad, where I was just like... Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Incredible. The tears. <laughs> <laughs> the tears are coming. Uh, yeah. I totally agree with everything. Like, this is such a great, like, group of... I, I love the whole Camino like, aspect of the show mm-hmm. so far. Like, how they're kind of focusing on that because of you know all of the all of the clone uh stuff that they're doing like i think that was an underrated part of the prequel series is the camino and they they kind of almost glance over it like they Mm -hmm. just like they're on camino for a short time and then obi-wan chases jango fed off of camino and then it's like not really not really focused on again it's interesting to see the generals in yeah right figuring out what they want to do with these clones yeah that goes back to um, what you were saying, Jedi, is that like they're doing a great job of just like including Star Wars lore in this show. Um, what What's your favorite part so far about the crew, uh, the Bad Batch? Well, there's, there's a few things. Um, so like I was talking about earlier and, and the symbolism reflecting other characters, we have a relationship that is now developed between Hunter and Omega, which is yeah, yep. which is. Very, very similar to what we've seen now with Mandalorian and Grogu. So we have this this father who doesn't really want to be a father kind of character taking on this ward, this person who clearly they have an affection for, but don't know how to express that or show that or teach them how to be. Um, but they have this 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 new person, this child with them that they want to that that they just want to please, they want to protect, and they want to you know care for these these new adult role figures in their lives. Um, so that, that symbolism there is, is quite nice. I like to see how that will go in the forward. I mean, we're talking, what, 26, 28 years prior to the Mandalorian. So obviously, we're, we're probably not going to see a whole lot connected there, except, which we'll get to not later. Not yet. Um, yes, yes, uh, episode four. <laughs> but um, anyway, overall, the whole the whole team, I like the team. They They interact really well. I mean, it's one guy talking to himself, which helps. <laughs> but um yes. it, which I find that very interesting. But I do like Rekka, like you were saying, he's very he's actually a very warm character. You know, they they portray him a little less 
uh, intelligent, maybe, <laughs> um, ready yeah. to just charge in and and cru- uh, crash some heads and blow <laughs> stuff up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what he's there for. But that tender moment where you know he also, when you were mentioning uh, making the bedroom for Omega, he also gave her that stuffed animal of his that he was frantically looking for and she found for him, you know? So they already have a connection of of almost like uncle-niece kind of sure. a, a relation starting to develop as well. Obviously, they care for this little girl um, who, as we, we are we are we going full on now? So um, yeah, go for who, it. Who we now know is a clone. We know she's a clone. Who her um, progenitor? Uh, I, I don't know. Who she's based off of, we don't have certainty on. Is it one of the Bad Batch? Potentially, but not likely. I'm thinking it may be related to uh, episode four, but we can dive into that a little later if you like. But um, I think I think the connection may be there more than anything. But overall, like the team, um, you know, Crosshair, good soldiers follow orders. Oh, that's that's a great line. That's a great line. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's that's that implant that's talking to him. He's he 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 doesn't have the full effect like he did. Uh, or like all the other clones did, but it's it's there, and it's like you follow the order given, regardless of who gets hurt. So, and then the the tension that builds from that hole in the first two episodes was just it, it was impeccable. I really liked, like I said, the character development. You have to look at that more than this little you know fluff piece. Oh hey, there's there's Saul Guerrera, or mm. you know that old clone trooper who actually uh, went AWOL. And, uh, you know, got yeah. married and is yep. living on a planet. So they have all this extra Clone Wars stuff and, and beyond. But um, the, the groundwork being laid for the characters is just fantastic. Yeah, totally, totally Sorry, agree. I could talk all night long. And oh, I know no. this is not oh, what a no. podcast this is, is about. This so. is what we're here for. This is <laughs> what we're is. here for, man. <laughs> so, okay, so let's just, let's just go back to episode one. Um, we all agreed that this is probably the best episode so far. Hands yeah. um, down. Yeah. Order 66. Like, this is just probably the pivotal moment in the Star Wars universe. It is so fascinating that in the past couple of years, we're just getting so many different perspectives on on Order 66. And like, you know, we're getting different people seeing it through different lenses and stuff like that. And this is just a just a fascinating episode where these guys are clones like I mean, you obviously see it through through crosshair like he's they all have the implant and they're trying to, you know, figure that out as they go as well. But crosshairs apparently is working better than all of theirs. And he turns like he's about to kill the Jedi in episode one, which is a a reference to rebels. It is Kanan from rebels, which is a nice little. Caleb Easter egg. Boom. Yeah, that was I actually didn't really catch that until they called him Caleb a couple times. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait. Caleb. Well, there's more here. In the final <laughs> season, uh, uh, se- season seven of Clone Wars, we actually see Caleb and his master on a hologram call, essentially, when when they're talking about, you know, the war and all this. So we actually got a snippet of this yeah. right before it happens. In yeah. Clone Wars, which is fantastic. And there's also a Kanan comic, for those of you who don't know, The Last Padawan. And uh, if we want to dive into that, I can I can dive into that and make some <laughs> comparisons. Because they show this scene. They show this really? scene a little differently wow. in the comic compared to what they did here. So, but, okay. Um, 
Carry on. That sorry. is the only the only thing about that that was weird was they they used uh, was it Freddie Prince oh, Jr.'s voice? FPJ. Like that was super weird. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, the voice this, did not match the age of the character. The small it just child has work. this really deep, like raspy <laughs> voice. It's just like, what what is going on right now? That was yeah, that was odd. But uh, but all the same, like the reference was incredible. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's so cool. I love that they're that they're diving into the Star Wars universe for this. That was just fantastic. And then seeing, you know, again, seeing Order 66 through clone troopers eyes. That right. was just another fascinating aspect because they're literally seeing their comrades, their their people. Yeah, so it's just so interesting seeing things through the clone troopers' eyes. So they have their comrades who are literally like turning. I was <laughs> Zayn was supposed to be on this episode, and I was going to turn him and be like, "They're turning heel, like Crosshair turns heel." Like it's so it's so interesting no, to me he that follows orders. He follows orders. You're right. You're right. Technically, they're the ones turning heel, I guess, and according to the to the Empire. But uh, but man, it is just so fascinating seeing that. And, and honestly, I don't know if I'm ever going to get tired of seeing Order 66 stuff. Like, no. just give it all to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just every well, time like, I see it, like I'm like, Jedi this is awesome. Jedi Fallen Order. We got to see that yes. in the game. Yes. Like that whole exactly. semblance of him and his master surrounded by clones on this ship. Yeah. And yeah. Order 66 happens. And then all mayhem breaks loose. And uh, Clone Wars episode or season seven. I'm doing the same thing you are. We get to see ah- Ahsoka and all this with mm-hmm. her clones starting yeah. to turn on her. You know, we saw it in the movie. It's just, yeah, seeing seeing it portray and play out in different spots. You know, they flash to it in, in Revenge of the Sith, but but to see it more on a personal level, you've, you've right. got characters, not just random Jedi that you don't know much about or care about, but you've got Jedi that you've now grown attached to and seeing how it impacted them directly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's I don't know, every time I see it, I'm fascinated. And I again, I I don't think I'm going to get tired of it, no matter how hard they drill this into us, because it is probably the most pivotal moment in in the Star Wars universe, you know, at this point. So yeah, more pivotal than pivotal pivot. (laughs) I can't speak anymore. All right. More (laughs) more important than even one Death Star blowing up because they had to do it twice. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and then a planet or several planets. so i mean okay we'll, we'll kind of move on here but yeah again that that episode is just fantastic i don't know how they're going to build up to overtaking that episode in my mind uh it's gonna have to be a pretty sweet build up and finale to overtake to overtake that episode to me I just, I just think that that episode was so fantastic. Well, okay, so let's talk about this, this, this Caleb Doom, this, this Kanan thing. So him and his master had just, had just, you know, been pinned down in this first episode by enemy forces, the the separatists, the droids, and then Batch, uh, the Bad Batch, wheels on in and says, "The cavalry is here. We are the cavalry," and just obliterates them in an instant, essentially. And then the rest of the clones are sent to chase them down and destroy them. So it's a very small group of clones remain, but there's still, you know, 10 plus that, that are around the Jedi and the Bad Batch. And then the Order comes through. And so we see, again, pivotal key interactions between characters of, of the Master fearing for her student and, and just, you know, starting to see what's happening. She's fighting the clones, telling him to run. He starts running and runs in to Hunter. And Hunter... 
oblivious to what's going on with his fellow clones, the normies, or, uh, you know, the regs, as they call yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> the um, normies. I like that better, actually. <laughs> I'm not calling them that. Um, the normies, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, hey, we we want to help. You know, don't run. And Caleb slash Caden just is seeing a clone. Of course. And the fear from seeing a clone, he takes off, and Crosshair starts shooting at him. So, I mean, that whole opening scene from start to finish was just absolutely well done to set the pace for the rest of the story because absolutely. you now have this entire tension setting through right. of, of the Bad Batch not really understanding what happened and later finding out, oh, well, now we're an empire and, you know, we're expected to do these horrendous thing, things like killing children and civilians. And they don't want to do it. So can I can I pose the question to you two? Um, being that you guys are more uh, in, invested in in all of these characters with the Clone Wars, the Rebels, through Bad Batch, are you worried th- that the Bad Batch w- will be able to have a better episode than Episode First, Episode One? Because Episode One was incredible, and I guess I I, I don't know where they go from there. Obviously, they'll have good episodes, of course, here and there, but. Do you see something topping that in terms of story and development for all these characters? Because it's because kind of I mean I'm kind of on the inside, but I'm basically on the outside looking in. I I, I don't know where this goes. It is my biggest question, and it's my biggest fear for the entire show. Because I would assume they want to keep this going for multiple seasons, not just one. So my my question would be, where could this go, or or where would you like to see it go? Um, and can they top this first episode? Well, I think they can. And because there's so much left unknown, if this was the Clone Wars, and we had already known the full backstory to these characters, who Omega's, uh, you know, Dona is, mm-hmm. you know, what Thrawn is, is or not Thrawn, sorry, uh, Tarkin, you know, his full plan as to whether he's actually, you know, are they... Here's another little thing I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, you know, they're talking about expense. You know, like, uh, why why clones are far more expensive than just regular indoctrinated soldiers. So th- there's that whole political side of things as well. So that can be building. We know the end result. We- we've seen the future, so to speak. But seeing the points to get there, like, what happens? Because they already had some, some you know, recruited soldiers who would not follow orders. One lost his life, and then the rest followed toe. But... Um, it's just, there's, there's so much that can be done in that section, but Omega is going to be the key. And here, you know, as we're looking at this, she is going to be the one that drives this narrative further and further. The Bad Batch is almost a supporting, uh, movement to get her where we can get more information. That's really all it is. Um, and, and building the connection between them, I think. But, uh, finding out Omega's donor is going to be the biggest moment because they're leading to something. And it's, it's very apparent, especially with this most recent episode, because we've got Fennec, right. you know, uh, uh, sorry if I'm spoiling what you're going to get to later no. on. No, but, uh, no, go for it. Go for uh, it. So we've got Fennec from the Mandalorian 26 years earlier than we've seen her as still a bounty It's hunter. fantastic Easter egg. I love it, was, it. Yeah. It was one of the best. I, I thought this episode was very, very good because oh, it was good. She's not there to kill her. She's not there to kill Omega. Yes. She is there to yeah. take Omega. This, this, yeah, this relationship between Fennec and Omega is very interesting. I, I'm, so, okay, so 
let's just back up just a little bit. So we got Omega, who we know is an enhanced clone. They, they've been saying that. We, again, you said we don't know who the donor is. I mean, right away, I kind of was like, maybe they somehow genetically manipulated the, you know, the Django Fett, you know, don't donor material they already had because she still kind of has an accent, but it's it's really strange accent. Obviously, it's not the same as all of the other clones and and she's female. So they must have done, you know, some other stuff if that were the case. But now, as we learn more and more about her, I mean, you're absolutely right. There could be a totally different donor and we're learning more and more about that. So you mentioned that. Um, there may be a connection in this episode four. So I'm going to let you expand on that a little bit. What do you think this is? <laughs> what do you think this connection is? All right, let me get to my 16th page of notes. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, that, it's really not that. that bad. It's really not that bad. Um, okay, so we when we're, we're, I think it's episode two or three, they're talking, the Kaminoans are talking about Omega and how that, you know, they would like to, further see where this goes, but they don't have access to the donor, and there was only one. So that leads me to believe there is not Django. It's not Django. It's not Boba. This is someone totally different. You also see her mimicking. If you watch her in every scene she's with Hunter, she is mimicking absolutely every movement and almost every word to a degree. She is absorbing absolutely everything he does so is he potentially you know would they clone a clone probably not probably not that's that's impure genetic material so but she's obviously enhanced so is this is this a mandalorian who has already heightened skills but not jango fett is this a jedi perhaps i mean there's there's so much there that is left unsaid is it the first attempt at a Palpatine clone? That's what I was, that's kind of what I was actually thinking. Gasp. Also, okay, sorry to interrupt, but also, I believe it's in episode two, she has the interaction with Crosshair, where she basically she tells knows. him, like, I know what, I know you're, what gonna you're gonna do. So that, that part of me is like, okay, she has enhancement. We don't really know what it is at this point still. Is this some kind of you know, telepathy is this? she can see visions of the future. Like, is she, does she know him so well that she just knows what he's going to do? Like that, 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 that would tell me something that a little better. Very Jedi like, like that seems. More well, Jedi here's the thing. She also says, and I know why I know what you're going to do. And I know you can't help it. So she knows about the implants because she actually talked to the Bad Batch about them later. So she knows the implants are there and their purpose. How she knows that? Was it the Kaminoans who told her these things? Possibly, probably. But knowing the intent and what would happen with Crosshair, like you're saying, yeah, there's there's a little more at play there that is yet to be developed. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That makes me very excited to see where Omega, Omega is, is going in this season. Omega. Omega, Hunter, Tick. <laughs> Her accent is wild and I like it, it throws me Australian. off. It's very Australian. I mean, it very is. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like zero sense. to Lost with Claire. I was <laughs> right. thinking it was Claire from CNL. I'm sorry. Yeah, totally. I, I can have totally to, I have see to that. it down, but you know. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm totally on board to see where this goes though. And and here's where I got okay. I I do I understand the filler thing. Like that that 
is okay, but I think they're doing a better job than just a plain old filler episode. They're they're slow. It is very slow, and it almost is like painful a little bit about how slowly they're developing these characters. It's painful because of how good episode one was. That's why it's painful. But they are they are doing deep dives into these characters, which I I appreciate and love. So I, I'm like totally on board with all of this. And like you said, Jedi, this is all almost secondary because Omega is going to become I mean, she's already basically the focal point at this point. She's going to become the f- focal point down the road, like, for sure. Absolutely. Well, look at, uh, I think it was episode three when they visited that former clone. Was it episode three? Because episode two, they yeah. were still developing, yes, and they, that's when yeah, they left, actually. was episode two, right? Anyway, I can't remember all of them. But uh, So <laughs> when they're on this planet, you have Omega given the opportunity. She sees a family with children, mm-hmm. and, you know, Hunter thinks... You could call this a filler episode if you wanted to, but it's really not because, again, you see this this fatherly um, distance. You know, he doesn't want to get too close. He wants the child to have a normal life. However, that's not what she wants, and that's not really what he wants either, and you see that connection. He wants to care for this girl, but we also get to see the the, uh, chain code set up as well. So this is a whole new thing that was set up by the Mandalorian talking about chain codes mm-hmm. and how that's basically a social security number across the galaxy. That is how you pay for things with your credits. You change them to Imperial, but you must first register. So we don't get any backstory to that in any other iteration. So we are getting more content and set up for the worlds we already know. So yes, this is and filling that, in. Yeah. It's not fill up. It's filling in holes that we have not gotten touched before right and i think i think that is that is amazing for the people who love star wars i think for the casual which yes obviously most of us i would call call myself (laughs) casual i think for the casual just like show watcher or moviegoer might be a little mundane this might be a little yeah Mundane is a good word for it. I feel like I, I'm, for, I'm for, one step above casual because I do enjoy it. I understand these these little mm-hmm. things that are happening. It's just right. I know that that bigger things are to come. I feel like I'm attacked for calling things filler episodes. <laughs> I have to defend myself. Oh, we hold it against you wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. We, we've been Absolutely. holding Absolutely. the uh, episode three of Mandalorian against Isaac and Jared for year mm-hmm. a year yep. now. So it's what happens <laughs> I, on the podcast. <laughs> I still enjoy it. It's not... <laughs> well, take it outside, outside the main plot. It's a fun episode. It doesn't add anything really to the story, except a whole lot of hysteria um, over over Grogu eating the eggs. I mean, man <laughs> oh alive! Gosh. Was the Pizza internet involved? Freaked I don't out. even know, but that's besides the point. <laughs> it's Amazing. adorable is what it is. <laughs> that's Amazing. Okay, so... All right, so we kind of talked about everything. Uh, also, let's just go say a little bit about Fennec Shand who is played by Ming-Na Wen amazing this this episode is the next best episode because of her I think I, I thought she was fantastic and is making this this very interesting and again like there's some there's some kind of connection between her and Omega that we're obviously gonna gonna find out in the next couple episodes here uh I'm I'm excited to see where that goes it obviously she's working for somebody and she is tasked to get Omega. We don't know what for what purpose at this point. We don't even know who for, but she obviously 
is taking point to not hurt her. She like wants to keep her safe. She wants to, you know, make sure she's okay. And she's almost like she's very caring in the way that she treats her. So, yeah, I think I gentle. I'm not sure caring, but it was very gentle that there's a value of importance on on Omega that that is being shown. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, Jetta, though. I think there is some kind of connection here between them. And I'm very excited to see where that leads us. Um, So, I mean, through four episodes, where do you guys think this show is going? I'm, Robbie, you kind of mentioned it already. Where do you think the show is going? Um, do you think this is a limited series? Or is it just going to be one season? Or is this going to be something that they're going to try to continue? Uh, Robbie, why don't you go ahead and what, see, see what your thoughts are. My assumption would be that that this is something they want to build for at least, at, at minimum, I would think three seasons. Um, it's animated like this isn't like... <sighs> It's, it's for a lot of us, a lot of people that grew up with Clone Wars, but at the same time, it's still a show for kids. And typically, they don't make shows for kids for just one season. Um, so in my in my head, I would assume that they want to keep going. I have zero clue where they go, and I kind of I alluded to that earlier. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know where they go from here. Um, but they've done pretty good with these Star Wars animated movies. Um, and, it, and it's been enjoyable. So I, I, I'm excited to see it going. I'm happy I'm finally on the right train to ride with everyone, unlike Clone Wars, where I tried, I keep trying to jump in, and, I, and it's, it's been a struggle. So I'm happy I'm on the train to go <laughs> along with everyone. That's hard. I have no idea where honestly, it's going. Honestly, you could probably just go straight to, ep, like, probably season four of the Clone Wars, because that's really where the story starts getting good. Uh, if you're if you're getting bogged down anyways, because, yeah, I totally get that those first couple seasons are a little bit of a slog so to get through. Yeah, you got to get to the Mortis uh, section where we see the son, uh, the father Ooh, and the daughter. Yes, that is a see, great. And it is interesting. Like there there is a specific way that they that they set up the episodes. They do like usually about like four episode arcs and they like don't really connect sometimes so it still is kind of hard to follow but there's a little bit more cohesiveness once you get i, kn- past I know there's a there's like a dedicated three, like three. watch list for if you just oh, want yes. the good yeah. stuff depending on what you're looking for there's several watch lists is there, there's okay. obi-wan centric mall centric you know so depending on what you want and that would be the plan for for when i finally like decide i'm going to do all of it um i'll look at one of those watches and skip over all the things i do not care about so, Jedi, what are your thoughts? Where is the series going? And do you think this is going to be an ongoing series? Um, I'm not sure it's going to be ongoing, in all honesty, because Dave Filoni has so much on his plate. Oh, he's, man, he he's sure does now. He's got several series and irons in the fire that it's hard to say that this will be more than a single iteration. It very well could. It has potential to be. Um, and honestly... Now that I'm thinking about it, because of how they're developing the characters, it very well could at least have a second season. I, I will say maybe two, um, because they're going to leave it uh, Omega's revelation at a very key point. I think that's going to be the end of season one. They got a lot to lead up to in six, 16 episodes. Um, I, that very well could be the end of season one and on to season two, or they'll wrap it all up there and leave it hanging. I'm hoping they make further connections like... Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
hope that maybe they make a slight connection with Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order. At least Ooh, visit yes. the planet. At least visit the planet and see the kid. That I mean, just just even if it's passing by and he and Omega similar in ages, maybe Omega's a little younger. But maybe maybe they go on a little adventure together, kind of a thing. I mean, I, that's just that's totally just my my head, you know, wishful thinking kind of thing. I think that would make great entertainment. But uh, and to bring Cal into more, uh, uh, you know, cinematic uh, animation, you know, not just video games. So bring him into the full universe. But all right, one thing each. <laughs> yeah, I totally I totally agree with you, though, Jedi. Um, I think what they're doing with the show is amazing. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, the Clone Wars was such an amazing show. And the spinoff of The Bad Batch, or literally any spinoff that they come off of with The Clone Wars, is going to be entertaining enough for me to keep watching it. If they come out with more eps or more seasons of the show... I'm all in and I think they can because they're slow. They're slow building this and I think they're going to do some amazing things at the end of this season. I really do. I, I think it's going to be it's tough for us to know what they're doing at this point because they could literally do just about anything they want to do. Uncharted territory. It really is. And that's the the beauty of the Star Wars universe is that there's so much that we don't know about it that they could go in a lot of different directions and do a lot of really cool things. Yeah, we have so, end caps. We have end caps of events, essentially. Yes. I mean, right. we have, like I said, 26, 28 years from, uh, uh, you know, the Battle of Endor to the Mandalorian. Um, and then even a few years after that to get to uh, The Force Awakens. So, I mean, we have we yes. have lots to fill here. So We've got a lot of space, and I am all in for it. Yep. Um, I'm here. I'm <laughs> all for any Star Wars content, but this animated, this animated stuff is amazing. The the animation is fantastic. Uh, they did an amazing job with the season seven of the Clone Wars as well. Like that, give me anything animated. I'm I'm all in. But yeah, the vision stuff that you mentioned earlier, that's going to be interesting as well because that's another thing where we have no idea where this is going to. They could do whatever they want to do. So yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about Bad Batch? We're gonna we're gonna kind of move on here. Did you notice in, in I think it's the first episode when they're they're still kind of recapping the Clone Wars and they show scenes of Obi Wan and Anakin and, and and even they actually took scenes from Episode Three and animated them. They took scenes line for line. I mean, uh, shot for shot and reanimated them. I thought that was I thought that was real cool. I just incredible. I well, that's how you that's how yeah. you connect the casual fan, right? Because exactly. every, almost everyone's seen the movies at least. So you Precisely. get those scenes and they're like, oh, I remember that. And then they're in. You're, yeah. you're hooked. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Exactly. That's all I have to say. I, I mean, I have yeah. a lot more to say, but I mean, we have, uh, it's already been an hour and a half. I think we might want to get on with things. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We're so glad you're here, Jedi. We are having, we're having a blast. And Mason, you are connected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So many things to talk about, but we are going to move on. <laughs> but we are going to move on to our next segment, Hot and Snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> so in this segment, we usually talk about uh, some things that we like, some things that are hot, and some things that 
not so much. We don't like that we snot. Um, so be just because we are a little bit short on time, we're just going to uh, pull one thing over the past couple of weeks that we have either liked or disliked. So, Robbie, why don't you go ahead and go first? I don't follow your rules. Uh, hot or snot? Okay, hot first. Uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines on Netflix is fantastic. If you have not seen that, it's an animated kids movie on Netflix, and it is incredible it's one of the best animated movies i've watched in a very long time it has comedy it has heart uh it has incredible animation it is a very good movie please go watch it six out of six um and then uh i'm snotting zane uh because zane is supposed to be here and he's not and he didn't know where he he didn't let us know where he was uh so i'm very worried about zane so i'm snotting him and then <laughs> I'm, I'm right on the edge of either snotting it or hotting it uh, Army of the Dead, the new movie by Zack Snyder on Netflix. I can't decide where I am on it. There's a lot of things I like. There's a lot of things I don't like. So it, it is right in the middle of being hot snot. I don't know if that's a that's probably even worse than just being normal snot. But it's it's right in the middle. I don't know where to put it. So that, Interesting. That's my and that's on Netflix, right? That is also on Netflix. Just released okay. yesterday. Gotcha. Watch it last night. Okay. All right. We'll have to go check that out. All right, Jedi, what you got for us for hot and snot? Uh, well, Hot Returnal on PS5. Absolutely love this game. So, I mean, I've I've recently gotten to the Souls-like uh, genre, the, the, the rogue style. Um, it's Difficult punishing. Games. It's punishing. But it is so good. The gameplay, the graphics, the, the, the scenery uh, is just absolutely phenomenal. It, it, it is. It is painful when you lose and have to start all over again. It really is. But <laughs> oh, it's worth man. it because they make it different. So Demon Souls, they don't change things. Returnal, the whole world changes. Everything is different. Everything is different. So it actually makes it that much more fun to play. fun to play because there's different secrets in these different cycles. So, yeah, totally, totally love Returnal. I know there's a, a friend of ours who's not as huge a fan of it and uh, gave up on it already. Logan, I'm calling you out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I uh, highly recommend that. Snot, Resident Evil 8. Um, so I enjoyed it to a degree, but they took a tone uh, that I didn't care for. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because I have another podcast to talk about that on next week. So, um, but anyway, yeah, Resident Evil 8, not... Not my favorite. It's actually my second least favorite in the Resident Evil series. All right, yeah, and check out uh, check out Reform Jedi's channel for for some gameplay and on some stuff like that. Have you been playing Returnal on stream? Oh yes, yeah, I was okay. playing. Uh, I, I beat the story. Well, I beat the story, but it's not over. Uh, that's that's the whole <laughs> theme of that game. It doesn't end. Like <laughs> um, so yes, I, I I did beat it. Some of it was off stream, but yeah, I I did spend some time on stream with it. So. You get to see my frustration in person. All right. <laughs> okay, so I've got a couple things here. Just number one for hot, the series Modoc dropped on Hulu, uh, which is which is just wild. Holy cow, guys. Like, this is such a weird and wacky show. It's Claymation, a Claymation show in, in 2021, and it's hilarious. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how else to describe it. Like you guys got to watch it for yourself. It is hilarious. Uh, it's on Hulu. Check that out. That's my hot. It's it's very funny. It's very weird. Also, if you're not into claymation, it probably won't be your thing. <laughs> but it's it's very funny. Uh, and my snot is that the CW just posted a poster. Okay, I I'll I'll uh, 
holds barred here. I have not. Is this the Flash kid? Flash. Okay. Yeah. I've not been watching the Flash for a very long time. Like the first couple seasons were pretty good, and then they just kind of tapered off. But they put out this Flash poster of Impulse, who (laughs) um, is Bart Allen, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Robbie. But like the suit itself looks fine, but this poster looks like somebody in fifth grade put it together. Like it's just an awful poster. Oh it my looks, word! I'm looking at it now. It's like it's like it reminds me of a of a, a it's shark photoshopped. Boy. I mean, it's totally not his face on that body. It's like they got the people from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. To do the <laughs> yes. Poster. Oh, that's totally it. It's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like it's Photoshop, and he's got this goofy smile on. And it's just like what. What is going on here? It's so weird. But and and then Jordan Fisher, who is the actor who is is playing Impulse, he posted a picture of the suit, and the suit looks great. Like it looks cool. But this poster is just awful. I don't know what the CW is thinking with a lot of their things, but especially this poster. It was absolute snot. Terrible. Terrible poster. So that's our hot and snot. We're gonna move into the top five. We're going in three. You're entering the top five on the Infinity Bros podcast. Starting now. So every week we like to have a water cooler discussion, a top five list of just pretty much anything, something that we are talking about. And today, obviously, we're talking about Star Wars. We're going to give you our top five Star Wars characters. And I've been making Robbie go first, so I'll go first uh, with my top five list now. We're going, we're going, um, going, everyone does their five and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, we'll do We'll list. do just give, give our whole list at the same time here. Um, there are so many characters that I could have put on my honorable mention, so I just was like, Screw that. We'll just go a straight top five. Um, my number five is Cat Bane. I think he is the coolest bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. I love everything about him in the Clone Wars, and I really hope at some point we see a live action Cad Bane. That would be that would be incredible. He's he's just a really awesome character. Uh, my number four is Ahsoka Tano. You can't really go wrong. She's like one of the most badass characters in the Star Wars universe. She's just a really cool character. And the the depth that she gains through the Clone Wars is just amazing. Like, if you're looking for a long show that includes a lot of character development, this is like Clone Wars. For all its misgivings, for all the things that are wrong with the Clone Wars... Ahsoka Tano is probably the best thing about it. And especially, again, I, I've already given season seven of the Clone Wars so much praise. How do you how do you name your dog after Ahsoka and put her put her at four? <laughs> because I have some really cool characters at three through one. <laughs> yes, my my dog's name, my dog name is Ahsoka. And she is a female and she's my top female on my list. So that's oh, that's probably mm, why. Okay. So that that makes sense. Uh, number three is General Grievous. I I don't know why I'm so obsessed with General Grievous, but like this character is just amazing to me. Like the fact that he can just like wield four to six <laughs> lightsabers and you like his I, character design. I love that, but you don't know why. Oh it's, yeah, character design. Okay, General and this is, this is this is this is General. <laughs> there it is. Yes, Perfect. yes, love that. Um, so. 
I will I will give a little bit of background for those of you guys who are not super duper Star Wars fans. You may not have seen this, but there is a 2003 clones Clone Wars uh, series that's kind of like anime style animation. And General Grievous is by far the most like ridiculously OP character in this series. Okay, maybe OP isn't the right word because Mace Windu like like destroys whole armies in that show for some reason. But he is so cool in this show. He takes down Jedi like it's no problem at all. Like people fear him in that show. And they kind of make a joke of him in Clone Wars because he kind of is a joke in that show. But, uh, man, his character design is really cool. The fight in, I believe it's episode two or is it three, where where Obi-Wan faces, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember if that, that's got to be episode three, right? Oh, oh, in, in the movies? episode three. Yeah, in the movies where, uh, he, yeah, that, where he faces yeah, General what? Grievous. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite fights also in, in the whole, like, Star Wars universe. Like, I love that scene. Number two is Darth Vader, like possibly the greatest villain of all time. Like he's he's iconic. Everybody knows what you're talking about when you do the Darth Vader breathing like Luke. I am your father, possibly one of the most iconic American lines of all time, like incredible. And my number one overall is the character that Reform Jedi bases his character off of. It is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I There's nothing about Obi-Wan. Hello there. There's nothing about Obi-Wan that I don't like. I love everything about that character. He's he's the best, like, straight character in, in any universe, I think. Like, he just, like, is the guy who does things the right way for the right reasons. And even though that sometimes, you know, gets in his way, he... I guess I would compare him to like a Captain America in, you know, like a Marvel universe. Like he just, he like is the moral character that everyone looks to, to do the right thing. And I, I love that about him. And he, he's funny. And he, Ewan McGregor is, does plays him amazingly. And I cannot wait for the Obi-Wan series that we're going to get. So that is my top five. Uh, Jedi, why don't you go ahead with your top five list? All right. My top five, starting with number five. Uh, would be Hondo Onaka. So uh, Clone Wars Rebels reference there and uh, Galaxy's Edge, if you get to Disneyland. Um, so Hondo Onaka, space pirate, uh, always <laughs> looking out for number one and the greatest prophet. Um, you know, I, I think he would have been a far better choice to play uh, uh, the, the role needed for DJ in Last Jedi. Think about that. If In Last Jedi, if we had Hondo and Naka be the one who got them out of jail but still backstabbed them in the end, it would yeah, be more that comical. Would have been perfect. It would be more <laughs> connective to the rest of the mythos. I just think he would have been a far better fit for that whole... That would have made that whole scene, that whole section of the movie worth watching if Hondo was that character. <laughs> I mean, uh, I digress, I mean, that's though. amazing. I, I just find him hilarious. He still has a soft spot like for Ezra in Rebels. Um, you know, he 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 pretends to be friends with Obi-Wan and things like this. So, you know, it's just, it's it, he's very comic relief, but he's very, very good. I, I do like Hondo. So number five, number four is Vader. So not Anakin, but Vader. So especially Vader in his most recent uh, comic series, the development has been fantastic. Seeing his path from when becoming Vader 
up until, you know, chasing Luke Skywalker and Rebels and other Jedi that escaped has just been fantastic. And one of the most recent iterations, he's he's like trying to figure out what exactly happened to Padme because he doesn't really know that he killed her. He doesn't believe Palpatine when he said, you killed her. Um, so he it's just that whole plot line that goes in the comics, fantastic. One of the greatest, obviously, overpowered characters that there is. Um, people always ask me who would win in a fight, Vader or anyone else, and basically it's Vader. Um, he only <laughs> died because he chose to give himself up. Let me put it that way. So anyway, um, number three would be Luke Skywalker. So he was the first Jedi I really connected with. I liked old Obi-Wan Kenobi, but we had Luke. He was the first, you know, hero Jedi that we got to see start from nothing and work his way up. Uh, he always had that hope and optimism of, of that you want in a hero, uh, excluding, you know, the, the sequel trilogy. But um, <laughs> he, he was very full of hope and optimism up until that point. Um, but again, even seeing some of the, uh, like the, the, the uh, uh, Kylo Ren comic series kind of saw a little change and shift as to why... Luke kind of shifted that way a little bit, but I digress. I've absorbed a lot of Star Wars material here to formulate these opinions. Um, number two, Darth Maul. Oh, so, yes. Oh. Fantastic. I mean, we get a blip of him in the movies. A blip. Clone Wars, Rebels, and the comics just flesh out his character, his mentality to the point, like, at his final scene in Rebels, you almost feel bad. Oh, yes. The Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. And actually, it Absolutely. led up to that. He he wants revenge, but he wants a place. He wants to understand why things happened the way that they did, even in the final season of, of Clone Wars that he got to come back in. Just all these things, he's like, I know what's happening. We can stop it, but there's really no stopping it. It just it, it blew my mind, that, that moment of connection after the final confrontation with Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine in Rebels, that whole scene just was fantastic. It was over quick battle, but the connection between the two characters was just absolutely fantastic. Because remember, Maul killed Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan's master. You would think Obi-Wan would have hatred or resentment towards him, but there was kindness, which leads me to my number one. Of course, who do you think that would be? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. So... <laughs> Like I, I like what what Isaac said is <laughs> is Obi Wan just he is that hero he is he is that one that wants to fight for justice. We have gotten to see a dark side of Obi Wan when they murdered his beloved. Oh yeah, he mm -hmm. was not happy. He was angry, but he still chose the path of the light, and just his whole character development again in all the mythos absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the reasons you know not just because I can sound like him on occasion. Uh, or even look like him, if I so choose. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, I just connect with that character. I love it, uh, the, the development of it so much. Again, looking forward to the Kenobi series coming out so next year. I, just, I don't want to wait. I, I don't want to wait. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, uh, a huge shout out to though James Arnold Taylor, who plays the voice in the Clone Wars. Um, he does a good job. Fantastic fellow. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, big fan of all of his work. He does, you know, Johnny Test and all these other voices that you would never even think. Titus in Final Fantasy X. But he's also Obi-Wan Kenobi. So anyway, huge shout out to him. Now, I do have an honorable mention because I have to. Um, maybe not the greatest of characters yet. A um, lot that could have been done with, but uh, Cara Dune because I support Gina. So anyway, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. And the unfortunate uh, uh, news of, of giving my list, which is not as in-depth <laughs> or educational or interesting. Hey, this is this is your list, man. If you just like like them because how they look like me That's with right. General Grievous, then he had a green lightsaber. I loved it. You know. <laughs> yep, there you go. Mace Windu, he has a purple lightsaber. I mean, come on. Hey, hey, hey. wait, wait, Mace can't be on my list. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was <laughs> definitely right. not saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So number so number five would be Mando. I don't know if it's the whole the whole Mandalorian is a fantastic series, but just Mando being the main character is is. Is is what's driving it, and his watching his development as you know, it's been incredible to watch it, and kind of for me just to grow up, not grow up, I'm already grown, but but to watch <laughs> him develop and and you know be along for the ride is, is very entertaining to me. Um, my number four is Mace. He has a purple lightsaber. It's pretty dope. Boom, <laughs> called it. <laughs> no, Mace Windu's uh, awesome, and, and knowing very little of his backstory, but uh, knowing kind of why he has a purple lightsaber and and all that, and the way he is, um, it, it draws me to him. So it's an interesting character, um, and I think a lot of people like him because he's Samuel L. Jackson. So that that works too. Also that, also that. My number three is this um, very minor character named Obi Wan. Uh, doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> not too important to the story. <laughs> Um, but I really like him. Boring. He seems like he's on the right foot. Not the greatest teacher. His apprentice, his apprentice, his apprentice, apprentice. All right, I can't talk. <laughs> Went on to like, he didn't have a very good apprentice. I don't know. Some Destroy guy. half the galaxy. Yeah, basically. not a great guy. So who? I mean, if, if that's your apprentice, apprentice. Oh my gosh, words are hard. <laughs> that's a hard then word you, to say, you, man. You can't be a uh, that good of a teacher, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the True. only interesting character I have on here as my number two is Galen Merrick or Starkiller or uh, known oh, as the okay. Um interesting I did to, not expect that to, to Darth Vader uh, well I, I actually played those games as a, as a young mm-hmm. lad there you go um, uh, so finally getting to wield real force power with him uh, was very entertaining <laughs> um, so it, it has always stuck with me so it's, it's why I've enjoyed him um, I don't I don't know if he's on to other things or, or, or I, I forget now um, exactly what happens in those stories, but I, I do enjoy his character and getting to play as him and be star killer for the time that we got to in the force unleashed. Um, and then my number one, um, and I don't really have a reason why, but Poe Dameron. I oh, love okay. Poe Dameron. I really, <laughs> that's not really what I was expecting. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't think anybody <laughs> loved Poe Dameron. See, and I right. love, Dameron. I don't know why. Like, uh, I stopped collecting uh, Funko Pops. I, I I collect a lot of Funko Pops. Um, I, I I don't buy Funko Pops of Star Wars anymore because I was buying too many and there's way too many out there. But I will buy a Poe Dameron Funko Pop if I see it. Because his X-wing is dope. Interesting. He's a great pilot. He's just a happy-go-lucky guy. I love Poe Dameron. I don't know why. <laughs> I just really right. like Poe Dameron. Um. Hmm. he's my number one like if ever, anyone that's the only like constant i have when it comes to like star wars because we i believe we've done this list um either as the off topic gamers or maybe very early on for the infinity bros where we did the top five uh star wars characters and i believe number one is usually always poe poe stays up there i just like Poe. interesting i don't i i did not expect it there to be a non-jedi at number one honestly I thought I thought Jedi's were gonna basically sweep the board. Uh, it's too generic for me. 
<laughs> you just like to be the edgy. We need somebody to be edgy since Mark's not on this podcast. I mean, we we always joke that we have to have hot takes or bad takes. I'll I'll be the bad take or Poe Dameron's <laughs> Robbie's the bad take guy. Right. Poe Dameron at is. number one, bad take. I went I went with Cara Dune as the hot take, you know, because I knew that that <laughs> there gets you go. black. Right. <laughs> We, we want to just stir the pot here and mm-hmm. get everybody get everybody going. That's what we're doing here at the Infinity Bros. So, so uh, for you guys out there, our listeners, um, if you guys like, share, and reply to the episode 78 social media posts with your favorite Star Wars character, you will be entered to win the Die Geekdom Come Volume 2 uh, ebook. So make sure you do that. Like, share, and reply with your favorite Star Wars character on the episode 78 social media post. Chance to win a really cool devotional book that um, has, I believe, 42 full devotionals. And you can get the five-day free devotional at geekdevo.com infinity. Reformed Jedi, thank you so much for being on. Where can we find you on the internet? Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely loved hanging with you, gents. Uh, so you can find me just about everywhere at Reform Jedi. So on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram on occasion, and even YouTube, I am Reform Jedi. You are the Reform Jedi, and it's been it's been almost an hour and a half, and you are in character, and you do that for hours on your stream. I give you all the props for that because that. again, I mentioned I think at the beginning of the stream, beginning of the. Uh, call that i think maybe i could be in character for about 20 to 30 minutes so props to you what you do it yeah yeah probably (laughs) is what you do is incredible your stream is amazing if you are looking for a high quality twitch streamer to just be entertained by reform jedi is your guy Uh, so thank you so much for joining us it has been a pleasure to have you on thank you so much greatly appreciate it Robbie, it has also been a pleasure uh, to have you on. Uh, I won't degrade you like Max does to all of us when we close out the show. I think you, I think you did amazing, Robbie. Thank you so for for being stepping up and and taking everything that Zane didn't do on this podcast episode and taking it to another level. It's a perfect, it's you. a perfect opportunity to uh, to advance my scorecard on Zane because Zane always likes to bring up. Whenever he finally does something correct that one of us did not do that something correct. Um, so here's, you know, just another tally for everyone else against Zane's maybe two tallies. That he has another before. tally on the scorecard. There it is. Way to go. Well, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you so much, Infinity Bros Universe, for making us a part of your day. Uh, check out the Infinity Bros at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Robbie is streaming Sunday, Wednesdays, and Thursday nights. Uh, Jarrett streams on Tuesday nights, and I stream Thursday mornings. Uh, We love hanging out with you guys. Thank you so much for, again, making us a part of your day. We love you 3,000. Bye. And may the force be with you. Always. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>